You're listening to The Vine Podcast, episode 100. As a web designer, I spend a lot of time imagining and studying how users behave on websites. User experience and how a user moves through a website is so important to understand as a food blogger. So in today's 100th episode, we're going to talk about your reader's journey through your food blog. Hey friend, I'm Madison Wetherill, a web designer and branding strategist for food bloggers and your host for the Vine Podcast. This show is all about supporting you as a food blogger as you grow your business. I'll share tips for designing your business and your website with intention so that you can build a blog that fits into your life, not consumes it. You'll hear tips for connecting with your audience, growing your blog, and tips for managing and designing your website, all in short, easy to consume, and actionable episodes. If you're ready to think differently about the strategies and tactics that you need to grow your food blog, you are in the right place. I'm so excited that you're here, friend. Let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast, my friends, and welcome back to the very first episode of the year. I am also super excited because as you heard in the introduction, this is episode 100 of the Vine podcast. When I decided to start this podcast, I told myself that if I could come up with 20 podcast topics that I should start the podcast. I was afraid that I might run out of ideas or that I may not have enough good ideas to really make this a viable podcast. And when I made that list, I had over 100 ideas. Honestly, I haven't even covered most of the original ideas I've had because I have developed more ideas over time and I've heard from you guys what you are wanting to learn, but it is just so cool to finally be recording the 100th episode today. So if you are tuning in for the first time today, welcome. Thank you for being a part of this podcast and this milestone episode. Now, I'm your host of the Vine Podcast, Madison Wetherill, and I'm the founder and CEO of Grace and Vine Studios. We specialize in building custom websites and brands for food bloggers who are looking to take their business to the next level. Our clients are often looking for that next step to continue making an impact through their food blog, and they're looking to do things like diversify their income streams or create higher level strategic partnerships or really starting to work on creating that household name for their business and a recognizable brand for their business. So going forward, we are working with our clients in two main ways this year. The first is our branding VIP intensive, and then the second is our custom website design package. So if you are ready to finally have clarity on your brand messaging, who your audience is, and how you can reach them, the branding VIP intensive is going to be basically a crash course into really diving into your brand and figuring out all of the details of who you speak to, what you stand for, what your brand is all about. And then it's also going to have the visual components like your logo design and all of the supporting files that you need to be able to have that cohesive and strategic brand both the strategy and the visual side. And then our custom website package is a full branding, web design, and development package that is perfect for food bloggers who are more established in their business and really are looking to have a custom experience on their website. They're not looking to use a cookie cutter theme. They're not looking to have their website look like everybody else. And they really want the support of our team to be able to help walk them through the process to create that experience. So if you are ever curious about how we work with clients and want to learn more about those two packages, you can go over to graceandvinestudios.com and you can click on the services tab. And then if you are interested in figuring out our timelines and have questions about the package or anything like that, you can always schedule a call when you are ready to get on our list. So today we're going to be talking about a topic that I've wanted to cover as a podcast episode for a long time. But in reality, we talk about this concept a lot on the podcast. 
pretty much any time that I talk about understanding how your audience uses your website, anytime that I've covered a specific page on your website, really there are so many times that I've hinted at this idea of the reader journey through your blog. And the idea behind the reader journey is really just about understanding the path that a reader takes when they land on your website. So the first thing we need to understand about our reader's journey is how they're landing on our site in the first place. So it is pretty rare these days for people to land directly on your homepage, for them to type in your URL and to land on your homepage, unless they are already a raving fan of yours. So most of the time, people are landing on your website and they're landing on a specific post, a single post on your blog, a single recipe, and they are coming from a traffic source like Google or Pinterest or social media. Now, as we all know, when someone lands on that single post, they are looking for one thing and one thing in particular. That one thing is your recipe card. Now, most of the time, we know that readers are going to scroll down to the bottom and try to find that recipe card, or they're going to use a jump to recipe button. Now, the reason that they're doing this is that they're looking to see if this recipe and the ingredients, the instructions, the time it's going to take is a good fit for what they are looking for. So they obviously had a very specific search query that they used, and it brought them to your site. And so they're trying to figure out if this post that they landed on is going to match what they're looking for. Now from there, a few different things can happen. If the reader decides to stick around and make the recipe, they're probably going to be on that page for a little while, making the recipe, following the steps. Maybe they're gonna scroll back to the top of your post and read through it now that they know that it's a good fit for them, or they maybe even will print the recipe and come back to it later. Now, sometimes you have readers who are coming to that post to check it out and they're going to save it for later and come back to it. They're not planning on making it right now, but maybe they're planning their meals for the week and they're checking out your recipe and they're adding it to their meal plan. So now that we have a good understanding of how people come to your site in the first place, we want to understand what happens next. So there's a good amount of your traffic that probably drops off after one page. They, like I said, they're either coming to make a specific recipe, they are coming and they're finding the recipe is not a good fit for what they were looking for, or maybe they are saving the recipe for later and they're going to come back to it. However, there is a percentage of people who will go to other places on your site. Now, to work on this episode, I looked at a handful of our clients' analytics that we have access to with the clients that we're working with, and I also looked at my own food blog just to see what happens with random users who are on your site. Where do they go after they find a recipe that they're interested in? The highest percentage of people are going to go to a couple of places. They're going to go to your homepage. They're going to maybe click to another related recipe, or they're going to go to a category page. Now, depending on how your website is set up, they may also go to your recipe index, but that is really only going to be if you have strategically placed that in a place where they are going to see it super close to your recipe card. And if you are curious about how your specific users are interacting with your site, I would highly recommend going to Google Analytics and go into the behavior flow and then look at the through traffic, which is the traffic that went to another page versus the drop-off traffic, which is the people that have exited the website after landing on a specific page. It is really interesting to see what people are clicking to. And I would encourage you to pick one of your top posts and just look at where people are going from that post. Again, most of your traffic is likely to drop off, but the percentage of traffic, even if it is less than 10%, which most of our clients had less than 10% of their traffic going to another page, that traffic is gonna be really interesting to study 
Because what you're going to find is potentially where you are having the highest click-through rate on certain things. So for example, if you look at one of your recipes and you see that people are clicking to the category page, look at where that category page is linked. And it's going to be the same on all of your posts because that's usually part of your theme, unless you have it you know, in your actual post somehow. But you can see from this what people are seeing and where they're going. It's also really interesting to see if people are clicking on a specific related recipe. So the example I was looking at on my blog, I have a recipe for stained glass window cookies and people were clicking over to my M&M cookie bars. And so what I would want to do from that is look at where that link is showing up in the post. And that's a good indication that that's a good place for me to put post links in the future. Or maybe they are clicking to it from my sidebar or if it's something like a related post section. But you really need to get specific about where the people are going on your site in order to be able to figure out what is working for you. And hopefully if you are following a really similar outline page over page, then you are really enhancing the opportunity for people to click into more content and to go to multiple pages on your site. Okay, so here's kind of the third part of this reader journey. And I think this is the part that is really important to understand. It is really important to understand what people are doing when they are going to another page. So you could look at this really matter-of-factly and you could say, well, people are just interested in this other recipe. In the example I gave earlier, people who like stained glass window cookies are just really interested in M&M cookie bars, which may be true. However, I think there's a deeper meaning and way to analyze this that is really important to understand. When someone is on a random post, they do not know you, they do not necessarily trust you yet. And when they click to another page, whether it is your homepage, your related recipe, your category page, or your recipe index, they are looking for more reasons to see whether or not they fit in to your brand. So if they randomly found your keto recipe on your site, they're probably clicking around to see if you have more keto content to see if this is a good site for them to stick around with. If, for example, you have any other type of diet, they're just looking to see what else this site has to offer. Now, I think when people click to your homepage, they are looking for a few things. And I've talked about this in depth in a couple of episodes that I've done about what should go on your homepage. But they are really looking for a few things if they go to your homepage specifically. One, they might be looking for recent recipes. They're trying to see what else is new and what other content you create. Two, they are trying to see who is the creator of this website, who's the person behind this brand. And then three is they are trying to figure out what this brand is all about. So they're really just trying to dig more into your brand story and understand more of what you have to offer so that they can figure out whether or not it is a good fit for them. So I'm the language that I'm using is making it really sound like the user is thinking about you in this scenario, but really they're thinking about themselves. They are thinking about themselves and trying to make sure that they are not wasting their time. And I could probably go into some of the like psychology behind this, but I don't fully know how to explain it in a way that would make sense to anybody else. Um, and I'm not a very like scientific person to be able to do that. However, we have to think about the fact that our brain is constantly trying to preserve energy. And so when our brain is scanning for information, it's trying to figure out things in a very quick way. So when someone goes to any other page on your site, they are trying to scan quickly to figure out whether or not they should stick around. The brain does not want to waste energy on something that is not a good fit for that person. And so that is essentially at like a psychological level. That is what is happening when someone is clicking around your site to learn more. 
Now, here's where this really matters when you are thinking about how you write your content, how you structure your website, how you do all of the things when it comes to building your website and trying to create this user experience. When you are writing a blog post or you are writing a category description, or even when you're deciding what to put on your homepage, you are doing it with way more knowledge than any other person possibly could have about your brand. Your brand is so innately a part of who you are and what you do that it is near impossible to separate that knowledge when you are writing anything for your blog. However, if you can really think about somebody who does not know your brand and how they would be interacting with this specific page that you are working on, you can start to figure out how to tell your brand story in a way that somebody is going to grab onto it if it's the right fit for them. And if it's not the right fit for them, they're going to know that too, because that's a really important thing to remember when you're talking about your brand messaging, your brand story, marketing, whatever you want to call it. It is all about attracting the right people and repelling the people who are not the right fit for your site. So when you are working on any of those sections, you really want to be thoughtful about how you are talking about your brand and introducing it to somebody in a way that if they've never experienced your brand before, they are going to have a really clear idea of what the site is all about and whether or not they should stick around to find more content. Now, I truly believe the further you get into somebody's website that you have just first discovered, once you have clicked past the first page into the second page onto the third or fourth or fifth page, it builds trust every layer you go deeper onto somebody's site. And so this is really important because you are really in the position to be able to turn that random person who stumbled across your site into somebody who can be a raving fan in the future. And you want to give them plenty of opportunities to understand your brand and to be able to raise their hand and say that they want to be a part of it. That can look like a lot of different things, but most often it's going to look like getting them on your email list. And so you want to be providing that opportunity often on your site and in your content, because you have to remember most people are going to see one post and then they're going to leave. So you have that one post, that one opportunity to try to convert somebody into somebody who might become a raving fan down the road. Just because they sign up for your email list or just because they follow you on Instagram does not mean that they're a raving fan yet. It takes many, many steps to get there. But the important thing is that you have converted somebody over from being that traffic drop from just coming to one page and leaving. And you have opened that door for them to start to get to know your brand even more. This is the type of thing that we are doing every single time we work with a client and we are really thinking about when someone bounces over to your homepage or to your category page or your recipe index, how are we going to make it super obvious what your brand is about? How do we need to structure your content specifically in order to be able to help somebody find what they are looking for? This process also is very deeply tied into your branding as well. It isn't just about your logo design, but it's also about that brand story and that brand messaging. Because if you don't have clarity on what it is that your brand stands for, what it is that you do, who you are talking to, it is going to be really difficult for you to connect the dots and put these puzzle pieces together for your reader. Because if you don't have clarity on it, it's going to be very hard to explain it to somebody who does not know your brand at all. And so through both of the packages that we work with people on, this is really the foundation of what we're building. We are looking to build that brand foundation for you so that you are able to understand 
these different pieces of how your readers are moving through your website, what that reader journey is going to look like, and you can start to craft that reader journey. It doesn't have to be something that just happens randomly. Maybe you have never looked at that behavior flow before, and it feels like it's just very random how people are moving through your site. But as you get more clarity on your brand itself, you're going to be able to create that behavior flow that you're looking for by strategically suggesting what people should do next and creating that reader journey through your food blog where you understand step-by-step how people are moving through your content. So if that is something that you are interested in, I would love for you to find out a little bit more about our packages and see if one of them is a good fit for you. Like I said, you can go over to graceandvinestudios.com, click on the services tab to see more information about the branding offer and the web design offer and how you can kind of figure out which is the best fit for you because I do believe there is a right fit for both of these packages. And if you're unsure, then I would love for you to reach out and let us know what you're thinking and we can help you with figuring out which is the best package for you. In the meantime, I hope that you will spend some time looking at that behavior flow and really thinking about how you want people to move through your website from that random blog post to whatever that final step is for them. And I want you to really start thinking about just how you can be more strategic in that recommendation for what that next step is. And I would love to hear your thoughts on that and hear what you guys are going to implement on your site. So I hope to connect with you guys over on Instagram at Grace and Vine and hear what you guys think about this 100th episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. And until next week, friends, talk soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to screenshot it and share it with a friend. You can tag me on Instagram stories at Grace and Vine. For the show notes for this episode, head to thevinepodcast.com. Talk soon.